Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. session and we're once again at the start of a brand new month. August 2021 looks to be more focused around smaller indie RPGs, but very much still worth checking out. This week I am joined by the Miss Honey to my Miss Trunchbull, my assistant and best boy on the internet, Mr. Alex O'Neill. How's it going, Alex? Doing alright. I'm hanging in there. We're all playing some video games, having a good time. You know it. You know it. I randomly decided to drop the Matilda Matilda reference. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. That's how you know. You're ready. Yeah. You're Going to be a good show. But first, before we go on to the RPGs you can all play this month of August, we're going to briefly talk about some of the games we've been playing this past month. Now, usually I start with Alex, but I know I'm going to... Uh, Alex's games going to be a long discussion. So I'm going to go with my games first, which really pretty, pretty small offerings. Uh, played a little sure. bit more Scarlet Nexus. Still... Still not sure how I feel about the combat and stuff, sure. but um, and kind of the story. I'm still in Yuito's uh, story. Um, mm-hmm. But do you know what like part of it you're at? Uh, someone important just got stabbed a bunch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I and I fought some some people. And it, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta work for the answers to some of those questions. It, yeah, it takes a while. So I I understand. I'm definitely intrigued by some things. Like I'm intrigued by the whole missing memory or like the missing time, and mm. kind of the the split groups and whatnot. Um, I don't care at all about the the side stories with the other characters. Like none of the side characters are really grabbing me. Yeah, I I had the same feeling. I I just feel like. And it, it, it's, it's not to the fault that, like, they're written poorly. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, a lot of the conversations that some of the characters have are, are pretty interesting. I just think the, the characters themselves feel kind of, like, cookie-cutter anime. Yeah. Like, stereotypes in a lot of ways. Which yeah. Which is a bummer. It, 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 like, really hurts the whole thing because that it, it's leaning hard on that mm-hmm. <laughs> to, like, carry you through. And I, and I think, like, uh, Yuito and Kasane's stories are pretty the, the two main characters. But yeah. all the side characters, are, they just struggle to keep me entertained at all. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm intrigued by you. the main story and what's going on and why the others are, like, made up of people, like, lamp people with light bulbs. I want to know what the light bulb motif is all about. Why all the yeah. monsters have light bulbs. <laughs> um, and, like, the missing time and the thing, like, that's all, like, I'm intrigued by what all this means. But, like, when I have bonding episodes, I'll give them gifts, and I'll do a bonding episode, and I'll just skip it. It's just, like, I don't care. None of them have grabbed me in... Because, like you said, they're very kind of cookie-cuttery. Yeah. Okay, you're the small, incredibly intelligent little boy kid. The Carol. Uh, I, I think... I can't even remember his name, but he's the one that 
Um, is Luca. super Luca. Yeah, he's super fast and he carries a hammer. I get. I just get Carol vibes. He's like, in, in, in like in the main story, yeah. they introduce stuff that makes that character more interesting. I'll say, but like, it's not in his bonding episode stuff. It, yeah, which is a bummer. And like, I know he's like one of the tetrahedrons or whatever the super <laughs> commanders are. Septetrions. I can't believe I remember all these pronouns. <laughs> Yeah, the pronoun game is strong in Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, it's the Namco Bandai game. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's um, bringing the heat. So it's like, okay, uh, but I'm just to dodecahedrons. The dodecahedron crew commanders, mm. like Bleach Captains. I know, like, he's like the brother of one of the super master. They don't, like, they, they don't spend enough time talking about that stuff, though, like how you become a Septentrion, and which, which you know, they go somewhere else. With, Isn't with it the just story. a rank? Yeah, but okay. like, there, there's all, there's so few of them that you would think mm -hmm. they, they'd kind of, like, talk about the the lore of it a bit more, but they really don't. They're like, yeah, they're the Septentrions, and it's like, all right, moving on. I get, is it feels like Bleach to me, and they're just, like, the Bleach captains because they're super strong. Like, yeah, they're, uh, like, the highest rank, yeah. I imagine. Um, I, like, as I'm playing Scarlet Nexus, I just keep thinking, I'm excited for Scarlet Nexus 2, where they'll just let me make a custom character and pick which magic power I have. Sure, yeah. Although you do get to... I guess, you know, it's all through the flavor mm -hmm. of Psychokinesis, but yeah, it would be cool to, like, be able to mess around with one of the dead... Or, like, just play as one of the other characters. Yeah. Um, with each maybe having, like, upgradable skills and things like that. I know you can, like, call on them to use their attack... Like, use attacks, and... Mm -hmm. As you bond, you get stronger abilities. And, like kind of just this is one of those games i want to just like a monster hunter kind of thing where i make my own character choose from like what weapons i want to use and what psychic power sure. i want to do and then just go ham with some friends and like, yeah i i'll say like because i finished it mm -hmm. just to, to throw it out here now so i don't have to talk about it later like it it it's a game that i was also struggling with and i don't know if we had talked about it no it hadn't come out last time we we had talked or at least I hadn't, I hadn't bought it yet um but it, like I definitely had the point right around in the narrative where you're at where I was like I like I don't really care about mm -hmm. <laughs> any of anything like I, I kind of want to know what's going on I want to know why the others are here um and I powered through and it, I think it pays off for sure and especially like at the end like mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it's a full spoiler to say but at the end you you do have like a, the full team of every single character and every single ability, um, including Kasane, mm -hmm. so that way you can power up your your psychokinesis at any time, which is very useful because when you're linked with her, you don't have to use like meter to, to use those abilities. Um, and once you have like all eight, and you're like flipping between like two pages of abilities, mm -hmm. and you can have four powers on at the same time, and and it's mm -hmm. all about like kind of combining it like it, it's actually very they do a lot of really cool intense combat like right at the end mm -hmm. uh and in a reminds me kind of like a final fantasy 13 where like they they teach the systems over a very long period of time just to like throw you kind of into the deep end uh at, at that like kind of one third point that everybody talks about uh it's not like quite as egregious as that mm -hmm. i think they do they tease it out a lot better but uh there's payoff there and it, it's cool uh and the story is Buck wild. <laughs> Do you uh, find out why they're light bulbs? They don't find out why they're light bulbs. Okay. I'm sure you, they're with the information that you get 
by the end of it, you can infer a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, about why they might be light bulbs. Uh, you have a lot, of, a lot more context, a lot more lore, um, and and they pay off like a lot of this stuff that they they set up early on in the game of like, why is this like that? Or like, are we going to talk about it? Like, they eventually mm-hmm. talk about a lot of the stuff I wanted them to talk about, which I appreciate. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's cool. So it gets there. I, I think it's a rough road. And you're right. Like, if they make a Scarlet Nexus 2 uh, and either, like, just let you choose a character from a list that have powers or let you make your own character with with powers, yeah, like, I, you could... I could see this having, like, Freedom Wars vibes of, of mm-hmm. cool co-op fun action, but I don't know. I, I don't know where they want to go with it. It's such a, like, a strictly single-player-ass single-player mm-hmm. game. And I kind of like it for that because it, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of old school in a weird way. Or even uh, if they approach it kind of like a Tales game where you could just swap who you're controlling. Yeah, I but mean the, the the power is like because I got everybody to max bond by mm-hmm. the end of it. When once you have like everybody that can do all the things like the kind of mid combo stuff and also like there are times when you block or, or dodge and, and people will intervene mm-hmm. with your powers. Uh, it's really good, uh, and and some of them have like specific triggers like. Oh, I covered this person in oil, and now uh, the fire girl can can lay on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, specifically, trigger on that, and it feels really good to pull off. So, that's cool. it gets there. The combat yeah. gets a lot better. I'll say. Sweet, sweet. So, playing that, uh, I've also I covered and been playing some of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters one through three. So that's Heck been yeah. pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, that's been fun. Um, covered that. Fun. <laughs> uh, uh, Dude, I, I don't even it. get you started. <laughs> no, I I found that the first day I had my code, and um, uh, for those that don't know, I posted a guide on how to fix the fix the font or at least make it far more legible and better. Um, mm-hmm. You can find that on RPG site, but uh, yeah, no, I think the 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 new music arrangements are fantastic. I absolutely love them. Um, the eight-way movement kind of weirded me out. Um, but no, I think they're fairly solid. I think there's no doubt that at some point these will come to console. I have zero doubt yeah. about that. Um, For sure. I mean, all the other mobile and um, Steam versions of like Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, all those. Well, not 8 because that was kind of a remaster, but 7 and 9 and all those, those were originally on um, PC first before they came to console. So I don't see <laughs> yeah. in any timeline where these wouldn't, at some point, whether it's a year exclusivity or what a, what have you, that these don't end up coming eventually out uh, on consoles. So uh, yeah. I imagine Square will just like drop them when they have like a light quarter and they're like, let's just make some money. And yeah, then they'll eventually do it. Um, or when they're all out and then they'll be like, we're releasing a bundle of all six for consoles, you know, something like that. it's $120. Um, it's like, what? But, but no, they're fun. I think they're, I only played it on PC. I thought it was, they're, I enjoyed them. Um, so give them a check out. But the next game is, I think, especially when Becky was on her uh, bachelorette weekend, uh, kind of party weekend. I spent a lot of time playing Final Fantasy XIV because I'm working to get caught up by the time uh, Endwalkers comes out, so I'm very, very excited for that. But I've been enjoying it. I'm on Primal. I'm loving my Gunbreaker, my Gunblade, doing tanky things. Um, I finished the Omega Raid 
or the Omega Dungeon stuff, so that's been a lot of fun. Working through the Stormblood patch content and slowly but surely getting there. So. Yeah, it sounds like an undertaking. Um, how many, if, if you're in Stormblood, how many, how much expansion do you have left? Is it just Shadow Walker after that? Yeah, it's just Shadow Walker. Uh, so I'm done with the main story of Stormblood. Now I'm doing the subsequent uh, patch story Actually, quests yeah. that take place between Stormblood and uh, Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. So I think I have 15 more, 15 to 20 main story quests left before I'm in Shadowbringers proper. Cool. So very excited about that. Level 72 yeah. out of 80, or it might be 73 now. Uh, I hear Stormblood is very good. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't speak to Heaven's Ward. Uh, I, I love kind of the dragon aspect of Heaven's Ward, but there's something special about visiting Doma and hearing all the really good Final Fantasy VI Doma tracks in the Stormblood mm-hmm. content. Um, but yeah, it's, so that's that's been a lot of fun. Uh, cool. I'm really enjoying that. But Alex, tell me what you've been playing. Tell Well, tell <laughs> the, everyone else what you've been playing. I know what you've been playing, and I can't wait for this. The the, te- the tension just you cut it with my... What are we going to talk about Cold Steel 2, please? Uh, or Cold Steel 1 and 2. Uh, I finished Scarlet Nexus, like I said. I've went back and forth about doing Kasane. You can do New Game Plus, though, where you carry over. You just I started like level 67 or whatever, and I'm like, all right, I might do this. <laughs> nice. It's very, it's very easy. Uh, and you, I, I think I would clean up like basically all the achievements I have left for that. Um, and I'm curious, like you, there is stuff that Kasane sees in that game that Yuito absolutely never sees. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you hear about it and it sounds like <clears throat> buck wild. It's like, yeah. what? you can't have seen that. How is that possible? And then you start like, uh, the, I started Kasane's story immediately after I finished it just to see like, what's the intro to this? And it is showing off like the thing that I was like, I, I wonder, you never see it. You only ever hear about it. I wonder what this looks like. Starts like with a flash forward to that. It's like, oh, shit. oh, that's cool. That is really cool. It, 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 I wonder if I, I, I'm, I can't remember what like the opening part of Yuito's scene is. I, it, it might be like some of the, the flashbacks that he has, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I wonder if like it's an equivalent feeling of like after you finish Kasani's story, like I gotta know what what the heck was going on here. You start off the other side, but. Uh, I play. I started playing the Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> Woo! Finally, Woo! You know, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, I told Scott this. Like, you just gotta catch me at the right moment. I know. Once I once I start, it'll it'll be harder to stop. Although, you know, I know, like, just because it's such a massive undertaking that I have to like take breaks. No, hundred um, percent. But I finished Tra- Trails of Cold Steel one, and I I've, I'm probably a good good amount of ways into Trails of Cold Steel 2, uh, judging by because I know how many acts and mm-hmm. how many parts to acts there are and I'm in the last one. But uh, I don't know how much is, is after that. But yeah, I, what do you want to know Scott? What Do you, how, do you want to know how I feel about them? <laughs> yeah. So just tell I, talk to me about it. I love uh, you know. so I the save point I had was like right after it's right in the beginning when you like get dropped through the trap door mm-hmm. <laughs> by your your terrible teachers um sarah and, is best teacher I'm yeah s- absolutely she's the best no but she's a terrible teacher at the beginning yeah. it's great um 
but like so I was like right there when the class gets split up and I remembered pretty much what happened I'd forgotten that there's like a like a jump forward uh, at the very beginning like that it starts with like a cold open mm-hmm. um, and when I got there I was like have I seen this before and I was so confused and then I had to like stop the game and re- I started a new file just to see the cold open again I was like mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only thing that I disconnected from but I, I love, you know, they, they do a great job here. Like, the, uh, what's funny is, like, you know, this didn't end up reminding me a lot of the, the games. I, I think of it reminding mm-hmm. me of other kinds of media. Um, like, uh, there, there's a book series that I, I love called the, the King Killer Chronicles. And, and to be fair, like, a, a great amount of that, those first two books that are out of the trilogy, take place at an academy. So it, it kind of uh, meets up a little bit. But, it, you know... The, there is like no real overarching story to mm-hmm. Cold Steel One. Like obviously, there's a lot of tension building that, that that's kind of part of the narrative, but it, it is such like a lore and world building game. Yeah, uh, and I, I love how it, it kind of goes from area to area and sets the tone. But like, and and that's how it kind of reminds me of uh, King Killer Chronicles. Is is that, that first book is such a great like world building. Uh, and, and nothing really happens, but you, you learn so much about all the characters that it, it matters mm-hmm. down the line when they pay off. Uh, and then it also has this aspect of it that reminds me a lot of My Hero Academia uh, in that it has like all these kind of student characters that it, it juggles pretty nicely simultaneously, like mm-hmm. kind of interweaving uh, their stories with what you're supposed to be doing and, and using them as setup to, to kind of introduce who they are. Like, as soon as Eustace walked in the room, I was like, "Daddy issues." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. See it like written all over your face, mm-hmm. and but then you get there, and it's like, "Oh, this is like really interesting because like they have done a great job of laying a foundation of this world that is mm-hmm. like so rich in lore, like a book, you know, like yeah, it, it, like, like almost like a Tolkien thing. Like that's why I reference King Killer because it's so lore heavy. It's like you know all these different countries and all they have their different currencies and like. You know that that's that story, but here it's it's kind of a similar tale of like all these countries on the the continent. This has a noble system, and there's obviously tension mm-hmm. between nobles and non nobles. Like the way they pay that off between the characters that you interact with and the characters you have on your team. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I was like, I'm, I'm surprised at how world building it is, and and I just love lore so yeah. much <laughs> that it like obviously it scratches that itch for me. Yeah, one of the things that I always impressed me, especially as you get mostly this was uh this realization came to me in the first game because by the second, third, fourth, it I, I knew what uh kind of do exp- expect, excuse me. But I was so surprised how well like in the beginning I felt like so many of the characters fit into the generic anime tropes and then yeah. it as you spend time with these characters and go on the um various field trips and the field studies with the different groups of characters they quick you quickly realize there is so much more to each and every one of them that yeah they are so much more than these these rpg trope or like these anime uh trope characters yeah, and I, I think what helps with that is, like, they tie the characters really well to, like, locations, and mm-hmm. each location has its own kind of rich lore to pull mm-hmm. from. So it's like, 
you know, Elisa's from Ruwer, and Ruwer is like this tech place, and and so you kind of get that baggage, and and so on the surface you see like you know rich girl but then you you add the the kind of history and lineage to it it's like oh this is like really interesting like you you you've so easily added layers to this character and many other characters mm-hmm. uh, that that are really great and, and it, it's so great to the point of like you start meeting characters and when you hear where they're from you you have like a better expectation of it and and that like is so strong that that's mm-hmm. why i was like really impressive like once you start reading and researching of like okay what's like the deal with the other games like oh they're all kind of like just based in a different area um or a different like country and on this continent it's like okay th- that like helps match so much more identity to each mm-hmm. uh game it, and it it makes way more sense i wish they weren't named so confusingly but uh aside from like once you kind of get the grasp of it it's like mm-hmm. okay yeah like i want to know what's going on over there so i'm going to play those games yeah uh, and that what a great like that's it, it's kind of like making games on about D and stuff it's it's like the, the it mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of the the same thing of like it, this world is so full of characters that like are so rich like they feel like they could be playable characters um and they're just everywhere yeah <laughs> so, so you could kind of like jump in like I've heard, I I know all about fucking Cassius. I keep hearing about that motherfucker, and like I I know he has, like he he's like the dad of the other two characters in some other game, uh, and it's like that that's so cool, like that you know you can so quickly tie things together with just a reference, mm-hmm. um, and I know obviously it goes much further. I don't know to what extent, um, but yeah, I I'll say like there is a whole aspect of <laughs> of this game. That I, I don't even want to say because I feel like it, it kind of spoils it because I didn't know it was really a big part of this series. <laughs> um, it, it involves, I guess, like bipedal things. I'll say that much. Um, and I so like I didn't I had no frame of reference for that at all coming coming in cold to this. So mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the first game, I was like, oh, this is a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, a, this is a big. This is gonna be a big part of everything from going forward, most likely. Yeah. Uh... For those of you listening, if you don't want to hear anything kind of more spoilery about Trails of Cold Steel, uh, tune out now and come back on in like five, ten minutes. But yeah, how'd you feel when there was suddenly a giant magical robot you can summon thrown into the mix? Yeah, I was I I didn't know how to feel about it for a little while. I was like, this is weird, but you know, they are just like they they so roll with the punches about it. They're like, this mm-hmm. is just how it, this is it, you know? We're gonna and and. It, Again, it, it, it does that thing of, like, good, better writing where it's, like, you know, if this is here. We're going to use it. Like, we're not just going to pretend, like, we don't have this or, like, make up some excuses why I can't use this. Um, I like it. It's, like, I, I have this. I'm going to use it, which is what a kid would do. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's it, That was unexpected. <laughs> I, I didn't ex- – I, I saw the first one, and, I, and it, it was at that point I was, like, Man, I feel like I remember hearing there were like Gundams in this game, like like I, mm-hmm. I or, or like seeing at some point like some off screen shot. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I was crazy. And then we went down to the basement and like there's a Gundam. I was like, oh shit, okay, maybe I wasn't crazy. And then you know, obviously you're, we're contemplating that for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> what it felt like decades. Uh, and then there's just fucking Gundams rolling around in the capital, and I'm like, all right, well I guess. 
the, that was a very unexpected, fun, great thing of like, okay, this escalated so quickly, <laughs> but it was also, I, I loved it because it, it taught you like other things are going on in this world, you know, mm-hmm. like other, and they it very much are telling you that the whole game of like stuff's going on in the background, <laughs> like the mm-hmm. amount of times characters say that it's like, yeah, I bet something's going on. I, I understand. I get it. Uh, but then when it like pays off of like, oh, this is what was going on in the background. It's like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be this. <laughs> yeah. This was way more intense than I anticipated. Yeah, it was. I loved it because when I played through the first Cold Steel, I didn't know about like Balmar or things like that. Like I was yeah, me like, either, so. whatever. We're in the same boat. So, so when all this game, it was like, oh, it's these basically mil- student soldiers kind of getting breaking down the boundaries of prejudice and uh, dealing yeah. with a, a potential potentiality of having to go to war and all <laughs> these like things. The, the Captain Planet kids. They're like, yeah. you know, all different cultures and stuff like come together. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is this is and it deals with some like darker things and then at the end it's like, ah, and here's your motherfucking magic robot! <laughs> yeah. It's and like, like what? I do love and I you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm probably like not as enamored with the the ending of Cold Steel One just because I felt like it took so long to get there. I was mm-hmm. like, please, I know, I'm like the, the tension is so built. I just need mm-hmm. to pay off like ten hours before this. But I do love like it felt like the end of like disc two in a Final Fantasy game, and then mm-hmm. like Cold Steel Two just picks up right where that left off, and they introduce like the mechanic of the Gundam battles, yeah, the, the Valimar fights, and like how all that stuff works like right at the end it's like this is so deep and like so much more than I thought it was going to be and then obviously that becomes like a huge part of the the next game it felt, it's a cool like tease of like mm-hmm. this is going to be a big part of the next game including like uh, bringing Super Saiyan mode uh, you know they have like good like teases of oh, oh just wait for more of that I know like I've oh, seen man. I've looked at the cover art of all the games and I know Rena has white hair in the fourth game I'm like I don't know where this is going but I'm fucking so excited <laughs> like I can't wait to see how anime this gets yeah it, oh, it it I can't wait to hear your reaction for some of the reveals in the later game like with Cold Steel two. And especially through, like, Cold Steel 3 and 4. Like, I cannot wait to s- hear your reaction. Like, wait, what? And yeah. it will make uh, the random addition of Magical Robot seem like uh, vanilla ice cream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we are in an es- a dangerous escalation game. <laughs> oh, I, it is. And, and it's so glorious. I'm, 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 you know, I like, I have no idea where that's going to pay off, but I'm excited. Yeah, I, I what I I'll say like helps is I I love my hero academia right. So this mm-hmm. idea of like that that is like I think the first time I've really felt that you know the way they're like all right class A you know they they always refer to themselves mm-hmm. as class A that kind of school spirit but not like school spirit but class spirit. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I felt that so that did a good job of like setting me up for this where. You know, Reen is often referring to just the group as Class Seven, and mm-hmm. and Class Seven like transcends what it is physically to like a, a concept that mm-hmm. that they all kind of aspire to be, which which I really like. Um, it gets me super emotional for no reason, just because I I I found out that like once you get me attached to a bunch of kids, I'm a, like I'm way too attached to them. Um, Dude, so, yeah, I, I I 
got teary and uh, and cried numerous times through playing through these games so uh don't worry about it it will yeah, happen I, you feel uh, such a patriotism to your team like to your squad it's like yeah we're gonna do this y'all and nothing can stop you anytime reed just gets up on something he's like all right everybody buckle up we're getting into it and i love how they kind of like give him crap for doing like his speeches Oh yeah, it's the best. It's, it's so reminds good. me a lot of like how everyone gives Shepard crap for for like mm-hmm. her or their speeches, you know. Uh, and I also, you know, they they shift like the characters so well into their roles of like, you know, they never like early on explicitly be like, all right, Reen, you're gonna be the leader. They just put him in the leadership roles over and over again to the point where everyone just kind of associates that with him. Uh, and they do a good job with his character too. Like I'm I'm so mm-hmm. I, I love that character so much. I was I feel like the the hero character can either be like really boring or or done really well and this reminds me a lot of like how uh yuri was done in, in very different character but like it reminds me a lot of yuri and uh, how well fleshed out uh, yeah from uh, tales of vesperia so yeah i i it's it's cool it's crazy how like you know don't like don't uh, don't anyone ever just play cold steel 2 like you know they, they oh, they're yeah. like no it, this is this is a series you play all of them um, and I appreciate the, the hard commitment to that. I, you know, you don't see that enough. They unabashedly are like, no, don't do that. Like, yeah, which is like, it, it's like a book, you know, you yeah. don't read, you don't jump in at like Harry Potter two or whatever, you know, you, you start at the beginning. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like it, it's the thing, like I say the same <laughs> thing about Kingdom Hearts, right? Like, and, and luckily all those games are accessible. Like I understand that like, you might not want to play all of them, but if you commit to it and they're like, Hey, we're telling a story, uh, you're, you're going to get paid off for it. Whether you understand it or not, I think you're going to get some level of payoff. And I think the same is here too. Like I'm playing the back to back. So I know that like the, the lady who becomes the, the fish lady quest giver is the same lady who lost her wallet in like the first side quest in the first game. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like if you played them, you know, a few years apart or whatever, you might not remember that. Uh, but I think that's really cool. I like that they they pay off on all of that. <laughs> Even though they they don't do like the full save transfer, mm-hmm. they just do kind of like surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they at the very least are like, all right, well, if you remember this, we're gonna tell you about it again. <laughs> and that goes through even through the fourth game. Like yeah, random I, I NPCs figured. will mention things you did in Cold Steel One for them or help them out, and it's like I remember that. That's cool, yeah. Um, but it's so good. But one of the things that you had mentioned to me while you were playing is you weren't a fan of the battle system. Like, you didn't get it or something. So I just wanted to hear, uh, like, what what were your issues and stuff with the, the battle system? And maybe I can help you with it. I, I think, like, I, it's not necessarily a thing I, for helping with it. But, like, the first game especially, I, I feel like a lot of the bosses, like, hey, if you don't have – if you're not ready for this one status effect – Hey, you're gonna lose, mm-hmm. uh, and and that was very frustrating. Just because there's no prepare and retry button, uh, and there's not one in the second game either, which also really bums me out. Um, and maybe I should just be in the habit of saving before every boss, but I'm just not that person, so I will forever be frustrated if I can't just be prepared the first time. Um, but I, I think most of like anything would have would and has been solved by the the second game, and plus mm-hmm. you get so many more tools uh, mm-hmm. like I was especially frustrated like how slow sometimes it can be to build CC but then like 
they introduce overdrive and it's like okay yes this makes a lot of sense uh th- things like that so mm-hmm. yeah I, I i like i do like that they build they just keep building up on the system right you start at level 40 uh in cold steel 2 and like if you import your save you have all of the the crafts that mm-hmm. you had uh which is really cool uh and and then they just kind of like layer more on top of like overdrive and like you start with all of your follow-up attacks and, and all that stuff but yeah now that i've got gotten kind of more of a feel for it and i feel like cold steel 2 is just kind of more balanced or, and, and mm-hmm. maybe i'm just also more prepared for it but it, it's a more kind of standard difficulty curve up i haven't had yeah. anything where it's like this feels way harder than anything else i've played and for mm-hmm. no reason um but it was really only the boss fights, and, and yeah. I felt, like I, I looked up online. And I found at least one other person that had the exact same like frustration as me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I, I feel better now. At least somebody else understands. Yeah, um, there are but... certain like in each game. There's like certain um, orbments that are like just broken. Like the combat mm-hmm. and stuff, like status effects, like burning and poison, like or delay things like that if you can stack those and make them so like you just keep delaying the enemy like yeah. you're you're untouchable but it's like uh, i had just I learning had a, those a, a setup with cuz Laura is incredible and mm-hmm. just as a character and is she's absolutely one of the best girls ever uh shout out to Mercure absolutely crushed it i love Laura uh, um but i had a setup like by the end of the first game my my thing was like she had the uh the master orb that like gives you CC when you kill an enemy. Mm-hmm. I just had her do her like blade dance swirl just over and over again. Yeah. And she just, just wipe, she wiped the screen and then get 300 CC or like 125 yeah. CC back. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, I, I, I definitely, I like the, the brokenness of it. It takes mm-hmm. a little while to get there, but uh, I appreciate the, the build to it. Uh, yeah. And it's fun. Like now that I have uh Rain's super saiyan form and I can just do that, like, I have like a like a setup thing that has like pretty much one shot in almost everything yep. that I've fought. Uh, it's like, all right, I can just deal with this now, uh, which is cool. I, I mm-hmm. like I, I appreciate that flexibility. Uh, I love I how like it's. I like the side quests too. I've been doing. Yeah, I've been trying to do all of them, and they're very fun. Oh yeah, I love how it rewards like making those combinations and thinking of uh, trying to make the most broken. It almost rewards you for making the most broken possible builds you can. Yeah. And sure. I appreciate that. I like it. Yeah. One-shotting a boss with, like, a super move is, like, a very particularly satisfying feeling. And also, like, now that I can just call my Gundam <laughs> into a fight, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, this is just a different game now. I, I feel very differently about difficulty in this now. It's, it's, I'm not as worried about it. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time. You know, I, I, it's, it's tricky. Like, I, I don't want to overcommit myself. Like, I, I know for sure I'm gonna play Tales of Cold Steel, Trails of Cold Steel one through four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to necessarily commit myself to some of the other games, but I know, uh, I, I understand kind of like the setup of Trails of Reverie, so I, I'll probably kind of play the game, the uh, Crossbell games leading into that. Yeah. Um, because they'll be coming out over here, mm-hmm. kind of leading into that. So, uh, and I, I, that'll be a fun like after I finish this tetralogy then uh, I can dabble with the the Trails in the Sky games if I want and see how I feel about them and then just kind of wait for the other ones shout out to be uh shout out to Estelle best girl um and yes, shout out to Oliver who is by far or as you said Gilmore, uh, Gilmore. <laughs> from Gilmore's Glorious Goods shout out to Matthew Mercer just in yeah general. 
love that character. He's like, he's, he's like every third soldier too, like enemy soldier, and I, I just, he's just giving it his all, and I love it. Oliver also, is probably um, my favorite bisexual character in any video game. Yeah, he's he's very he's very fun. Um, also, shout out to uh, I think Ray Chase who does like way more villain characters in this than I've ever heard him do. Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody's like giving it their all in this. It's very, you know, they're going hard, so it, I, I feel like it can be very off-putting to some people. But like, in the same way that if you're like into Kingdom Hearts and you're just like here for it, uh, any weird awkwardness of voice acting aside, you just kind of get over it and get into it. Yeah. But yeah. Happy, happy to be playing them. I'm, I'm having a great I'm, time. And I'm glad you're, you're diving in, and. I can't wait to see your reaction and hear your reaction for the rest of Cold Steel 2 and 3 and 4 and we'll be best Cold Steel we'll be best Trails buddies forever. Yeah. Um, and, and then we'll great. be there like on the ground on in the trenches together talk about Calvert when that stuff happens. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting. Which is going to be like an action game too. And it will probably and will probably be like 5 years from now. Uh, yeah, probably, but, but you know, you know um, but Reverie, I mean, you'll be at least yeah, through... Yeah, Trails of Reverie will be, I mean, will be there again. Yeah, we'll be there for uh, Trails of Reverie. Um, and really, that's that, that's the cool. Calvert that's games. Like, that's such a cool... That, that, like, Trails of Reverie is, like, the payoff for for what I would want for games like this. That, that are all, like... It's like, that has, like, over 50 of the playable characters in it. It's like, oh, that's, like, so cool. Like, even though, you know... At that point, it's like I'm not gonna customize everybody's fucking orbments. All right, I'm just, I'm just gonna auto equip this stuff. But even still, it's like, oh, what a what a great like payoff of like kind of being able to choose from two of the protagonists. Uh, that that's like the kind of stuff that makes it all worth it. In my mm -hmm. opinion. Hopefully, like the game is also great. I know nothing about. I I can't even fathom what the narrative will be at that point, but. Uh, I really don't know what happens next. It, so. it serves as like a bridge from this generation to like the next arc, the Calvert arc. Like cool. it's serving That's as kind of the bridge, um, and an epilogue, obviously. Yeah, and I, uh, Be uh, Becky, my fiance, uh, her parents for the past two years, bless their hearts, has imported these weeb ass anime RPGs for me. <laughs> For yeah, Christmas. I, I was thinking about that while I was playing um, these games. I so I had <laughs> Cold Steel 4 imported for me the year before, and then Reverie or uh, last year. And there's this really cool program, like overlay program you can do where people have translated the script, so it will show the translated script like on your computer screen if you overlay it on like a, a game feed, like an OBS. So I, I played a, like the first chapter and I was like, this is really cool. And then it's just a little convoluted to get to work. And then when they announced Reverie coming over, it's like, I can try and wait. But yeah. I know I'll probably try and import Kuroseki, uh, like the action RPG, because I have no control uh, like that. <laughs> um, I have no idea what's going on in Calvary. No idea. It's, it's going to be a great time. I know there are people, I recognize characters from the Sky Games, and I'm stoked to see them, and uh, Fee is there, and she's looking baller in her 20s, okay. um, but yeah. That is cool. I didn't see that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool to like feel more a lot more comfortable stepping into that world 
Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm curious to see like a separate arc of like a different part of the world to just see how it compares. Yeah. Um, whether that be like end up being like the liberal stuff or just waiting to see like what Crossbell mm -hmm. looks and feels like. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the characters a lot. They, they put a lot of effort into like really grounding this game in its characters. You can tell because when batshit stuff is going on all the time, I think you have to have like really interesting or, or at least like heartwarming characters to, to kind of fall back on to make it all worth it. And I mm -hmm. think they, they, they definitely do that. Yeah. So. Uh, it's cool. It is. Um, so thank you for indulging me. And thank you, listener, for <laughs> indulging me as I just nerded out about we allowing us to we nerd need, out about Cold Steel. <laughs> I had to do it just for my own. Like, and I, I knew Alec, like I, I knew the time commitment that these games took. So when Alex is like, it, yeah, it just I, has I, to I hit me at the right time, <laughs> I was like, I can wait because I know it's going to be magical. And it has been. And I could go yes. on and on, but I feel like Trails yeah. will become like our Tales series. Like, it will become that game, the series, where new games come out and it's like, holy crap. Yeah, that's holy what I crap. hope. It'd be, it'd be fun to get into, like, a new series. And especially, like, if you know you're invested in the world, like, if each game pays off that investment in a different way, mm -hmm. like, that's, that's, like, what's most exciting. Yeah. Um... But we will finally move on to the games that are coming out this month in August. So uh, let's uh, take a look. Take first, a look. first up, we have Grime releasing on PC and Stadia August second. Now this is a side-scrolling action RPG where you uncover the mysterious secrets in weeping caves and face-covered deserts, meet otherworldly characters in distinct civilizations across an organic, interconnected world. All rendered in unearthly 3D, face foes born of the world itself and swallow them whole. Um, it's I get it's, like this looks really cool. Like it's rendered in 3D, but like some of the weapons and kind of the visuals give me some Dark Soulsy vibes. Sure. But it's side like it's a side scroller, kind of like a Castlevania, and it looks pretty nifty. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, I remember. I can't remember like this. I remember when this game was announced. But I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but this looks cool. I, I didn't know like how RPG focused it was going to be, but it definitely looks like, all the different weapons and stuff. Yeah, uh, and there's cool. skill progression, and you like your head's a black hole, so you absorb enemies and get stronger. Um, that and Which your weapons cool can conceit, like mutate yeah. and change their functions. It's it's pretty pretty nifty. It won the best visual art finalist at the Taipei Game Show 2021, so that's cool. Um, I want to know how many how many Metroidvania mechanics are in it. I yeah, will, I will commit. Uh, Gabe Newell from Valve says, "Oh fuck, some of those look pretty good." Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Gabe. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Coming so, out with that high end commentary right there. Yeah, you know it. Uh, but no, this looks pretty sweet. I'm anxious to give it a shot. I think it, uh, yeah, depending on kind of how much Castlevania-esque vibes you get and the skill progression and how it all stacks up, I think this could be super, super cool. Um, but yes, that is releasing on August 2nd for PC and Stadia currently. Uh, next up, we have Dragonstar Varnir for Switch, releasing on August 3rd. 
this is a uh, looks like it's a tactical RPG. No, no, that's that was just an effect. Um, I think it's like grid based, mm -hmm. like open arena combat, kind of like uh, the Hyper Dimension Neptunia games. That's yes, what I'm getting. Uh, yep, that it does look like that. Um, you got some dungeon crawling avenues. Um, it it looks like an anime uh, dungeon crawler. Yeah, this looks like an anime dungeon crawler. <laughs> got some pretty boys and pretty girls. Uh, you got some levels up and skills and magic costs. Uh, it's always hard to tell if like this is part of one of these games is like a part of a greater franchise that's been going on for twenty years or something. Yeah, like the Atelier games. I'm always like worried, like oh, that's been going on for decades. I think. Got some something girls like eating dragon meat apparently. Um, got some cool magic-y girl forms, and yeah, uh, release your inner dragon, it says. Um, the Knight Zephy is part of an order whose role is to hunt down witches, people seen as cursed beings for giving birth to dragons. He's brutally mauled by a dragon on one mission, but as he gasps his last breath, two witches save him by feeding him dragon blood, a death-defying magical substance that also grants him new witch powers. Their fates are now intertwined. Zephy reluctantly joins the witches against a slew of enemies. An empire out to destroy his kind, ruthless dragon hunters, and a witch more powerful than any in existence. Can they fight all this and save themselves, or will, this, or will his new allies succumb to the dragon's curse? That sounds like a fun anime. Yeah. Anime romp. That's, uh, yeah. Sounds, uh, yeah. Sounds like a pretty, uh, pretty anime game uh madness or riches three witches depend on you to bring them dragon's blood as food starve them and they go mad overfeed them and they become a dragon will you keep them oh. alive or sacrifice them to obtain rare items your choices wow. will alter the storyline huh that's actually pretty interesting yeah i like turning people into dragons that's kind of nifty and then sacrificing them at the stake yeah. <laughs> like what what does that mean yeah <laughs> kind of nifty but, uh, yeah, Dragon Star Varnia releases on Switch August 3rd. Uh, next, uh, entering, uh, entering early access on PC on August 5th, we have Death Trash. Uh, this is a, uh, isometric, uh, pixel-based game that seems to be, I kind of get Hyper Light Drifter-esque vibes of, from the looks. It's got, like, a, like, some turn-based or mm -hmm. like, like like some rpg mechanics that are more yeah almost down. maybe like a old fallout or yeah. xcom-esque but it's post-apocalyptic world so it's more cosmic horror-y and things um yeah. looks I, I i dig it you it looks like you make your own custom character there's a character creator um, feels uh, features real-time gameplay with ranged and melee combat stealth multiple choice dialogue inventory of items and worms a crafting system skills um like pickpocketing and puking apparently um oh puking great uh, <laughs> death trash death trash features extensive player freedom including manual saves dialogue that can be left at any time you can kill everyone or not kill anyone um but humans have traveled to the stars and some of them have settled on the planet nexus with its ancient secrets of stone and flesh but secrets were on Earth, and the civilized people had to flee into enclosed habitats 
The wasteland is reigned now by outcasts, controlling machines and offsprings of the worm. You are one of these outcasts pushed outside with a dangerous burden to carry, and your path will take you through the deserts, ruins, underworld, or underground, excuse me, and beyond. Single and multiplayer. Um, so that's kind of cool. Looks interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I might give the early access a try. Um, yeah, there's a demo at, like demo yeah. available, but I, I believe there was like a demo on Xbox during the, the all the E3 nonsense. I didn't end up getting into it, but yeah, uh, it seems cool. I yeah. they, there was a there's a trailer during the Xbox show. I think it was during the Xbox show. Was that mm -hmm. or one of the many indie showcases uh, of the the E Electronic Three. So mm -hmm. uh, it seems rad. Hopefully, yeah. it, it pays off here. Yeah, I'll be anxious to see uh, hear how. Um, the responses it's being developed and published by the studio crafting legends so give it a check out on um, currently demo is available but it will be entering early access on august 5th on pc um next up we have um exiting early access on august 5th we have dreamscaper releasing on switch and pc on august 5th uh this, oh, look yeah. this looks like an actiony rpg have you played this before uh, Mike and I did a viewpoints of this. Oh, nice! Um, when it was like I think, like a month into its early access, mm -hmm. and very cool. Like the the idea is, uh, you're like a woman like in her room, and you go to like bed, and then you go into this dream world, which is like a full on like Hades style, top down action RPG where you're fighting through rooms, and some of them have puzzles or different encounters, and then uh, when you die or when you uh, beat the boss, you'll wake up and then you'll come back to the world and you'll talk to people in town and you'll like do things and kind of have like social link s things and then those things will affect your dreams uh, when you come back. Uh, so I like it, it seems like so high concept that I'm like absolutely into it. Um, That's I, cool. Yeah, I'm, I've been waiting to for it to come out of early access. So yeah, this looks really cool. I've had this on my radar for a little bit. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm digging the art and everything that they, they got going. Uh, it's got very positive reviews. Um, yeah. But yeah, it looks like the release date is going to be... Not August 5th, excuse me. It's going to be August... Oh, that was the initial... The initial release date on PC was August 14th, apparently, as an early access. But it will be leaving early access shortly on August 5th. So play that and also give Mike and Alex's... Um, discussion, uh, their yeah. uh, lurk at viewpoints. their viewpoint. Go, uh, go check it out on YouTube. Yeah, always, always good stuff. Um, next up, releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on August fifth, we have Dodgeball Academia. This is the Dodgeball RPG, featuring uh, where you're you play as a rookie dodgeball student, and you have to uh, play dodgeball and level grind and all that good stuff. Uh, by playing dodgeball. Is it like a dodgeball academy? That, I have so many questions. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I've heard, I heard about this a little while ago. It's funny that this and Knockout City come out in the same year. Um, like, why? How does, how does funny things like that happen? Uh, but this seems really cool. I love mm -hmm. how it looks. Yeah, the art uh, style is very cool. So I want it to be awesome. But I, I don't know. I, this is one I, like, I really want to hear what people mm -hmm. think of it. This is one of those games where I feel like no one knew anything about it, and then it got announced. Uh, like, I feel like it was just announced 
like a month ago, like not that yeah, long ago. Yeah, it was ago. definitely this year, at the very least. Um, but yeah, so this looks really fun. Just from the visual styles, it has me has me kind of hooked. So, yeah, definitely definitely checking that out. But that's Dodgeball Academia releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August fifth. Uh, now, I believe this next one is a game you've talked a lot about on uh, Rational Passions podcast with the MMO players, but Bless Unleashed yes. was releasing on PC August 6th, this uh, open world MMO, uh, Korean MMO, I want to say, uh, looking looking pretty, looking fantasy-ish. Yeah. B- did not... The first time this like released, I don't know if it was early access. I like I don't know how mm-hmm. they did it before. Uh, and maybe they're just like maybe they just scrapped it all and they started from scratch and they're like trying again. I I don't know, but poor reception from the MMO crowd <laughs> did not. <laughs> Scott and Tony were unimpressed. <laughs> um, and and it sounded like it had like just a lot of cosmetic emphasis way too many systems way too many menus kind of a lot of a lot of things you would expect from this game that that just then also it's not very fun to play Mm -hmm. um so i hopefully this second go round of bless unleashed uh goes better for him i don't know what's different i don't know what they've changed in i think it's been like three years (laughs) since that happened maybe uh but i hopefully this will go down better yeah, is it going to be a uh, Realm Reborn situation? Who knows? Yeah. I'm hopefully. doubting it, but you never know. You never yeah, know. at the very least, like, some some genuine effort into oh, yeah. reshaping it to be a little bit more fun. Yeah, and I appreciate that when, when studios do that. So, Bless Unleashed is releasing on PC August 6th, so give it a check out and let us know how it is and how it compares to the original. Next up, we have Book of Travels entering early access on pc august 9th now this is a um i'm getting it's a very asian inspired uh visuals well some of them anyway um you kind of have a the rice farmer like long hat and things like that but it it looks the art style is super cool it's a social role-playing experience apparently um hand-drawn world looks really cool like it looks really yeah. interesting especially in motion mm-hmm um tiny multiplayer online other players are few but your path will cross it's up to you to choose to travel together or go it alone um so that's kind of cool um you can p- communicate with symbols uh so it sounds almost like um journey yeah it kind of reminds me of journey um, define your character by unlocking and mastering 300 plus abilities, magical skills, and passive feats. Um, hand painted. The world is a hand painted diorama. Committing to the world together. Um, much like a dungeon master, we will hint about new mysterious scenarios, but it will be up to you, the players, to let us know what we should explore next. Um, but no, Ooh. I'm 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 very intrigued by this game. Um, yeah, it has a really distinctive look. Yeah, I'm curious. This is another one I, I would want to hear. Like people kind of engross themselves and see what yeah. they think. Um, so yeah, uh, that is Book of Travels releasing in early access on PC August 9th. So check that out. Um, on August 10th, we have Godfall, the smash hit of the PlayStation 5 launch, uh, releasing yep. on PS4. 
Everybody's so excited. Uh, Godfall, everybody. Godfall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hack and slash some things as a, a shiny knight character. And you just yeah. do that over and over again. And there you fight your brother or something. It's, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> Godfall, now on PS4. Uh, Congratulations, Godfall. Woo! <laughs> give, give a hands up for Godfall, everybody. Uh, next up, we have Black Book, releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, also on August 10th. Now, this is a dark RPG adventure based on Slavic myths, in which you play as a young sorceress. You'll fight evil forces in card-based battles and explore a world where humans live alongside mytholo- mythological creatures. This looks cool. Yeah. This I'm, is totally uh, not on my radar at all. So I, I, really I'm cool. digging it. I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking I'm what I'm seeing. into games that are, like, into myth that mm-hmm. has not really been covered in games before. Yeah. Um looks pretty nifty there you can play the prologue right now for free it's available on steam this was a gamescom uh 2020 award nominee um and it was had got an excellence in narrative at the dev game awards so kind of kind of nifty from spring 2021 uh is a haunting young tale of a sorceress who gave her life to serve the dark forces Dive into a cold yet alluring world of Slavic folktales and uncover the secrets that hide in the darkness. Um, your character, Vasilius or Vasilsa, Vasilisa, excuse me, destined to become a witch, decides to throw her fate away and marry her beloved, but that dream is shattered when her betrothed dies under mysterious circumstances. And aching for her lost love, the uh, protagonist seeks out the Black Book, demonic artifact said to be powerful enough to grant any wish to un- to the one who uncovers all seven of its seals. Dragon Balls. <laughs> Slavic Dragon Balls. The Slavic Dragon Balls. Uh, lead a demon- <laughs> There's always a lighthouse. There's always seven Dragon yep. Balls. <laughs> yep. Uh, and you can apparently send demons to do your bidding. Lead a demonic flock, send demons to do your bidding, but be careful, idle demons will torture you if you don't find them something to do. Huh. Okay. Wow. Slavic, uh... How relatable. Slavic mythology, uh... That's, uh, some deep stuff. Some dark stuff. I'm intrigued. (laughs) It sounds... I'm digging the art style. I'm, I'm digging... I'm digging what developer Morteshka is putting down. Yeah, I love I love the concept just alone. It's very cool. Um, but yes, Black Book is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC August 10th. Next up, a little game called Hades, I guess, is coming for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One on August 13th. Yes, Sound, finally. It, sounds like a game. I don't, I don't know. Sounds like a, a dud. Yeah, right. Sounds like... Yeah. Who, who's who's even Hades? heard about Greek mythology? Uh, I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's great. If you yes. have Game Pass, please don't yes. uh, don't miss the opportunity. Absolutely, play. play it. Super fun time. Yes, uh, one of the best. Like it's just a fun action RPG. Also, mm-hmm. doesn't get oh, enough yeah. love for being a, a great action game, and it's got really cool weapons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. No, Enjoy Hades it. is Every, fantastic. Everyone, yeah, everyone who has waited has not yet gotten to it yet. Enjoy it. It's, mm-hmm. it's everything everyone has hyped it up to be. I promise. For sure for sure but yes that Hades coming to the PlayStation platforms and Xbox platforms on August 13th next on August 19th we have Monster Hunters or excuse me Monster Harvest Monster released, Harvest 
releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 19th. This is like a monster collecting and farming action RPG where you grow, collect, and mutate your crops to take with you into battle. Where you'll find uh, and discover multiple ways to build your farm, get ready to craft, explore, and battle across a vibrant roll, roll, vibrant world bleh, of Planimal Point. Planimal uh, Point. What a great name. So, it's like Stardew mixed yep. with Pokemon. Yep. Stardewmon. Stardewmon. Which could very easily right. be a Digimon. Yeah, I guess it could. Uh, this looks alright. Yeah. I'm I might intrigued. have to report back on this one. Yeah. Uh, could be a good viewpoints game. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I'm seeing, like, you have a crop, and then you get a polar bear out of it, and that's kind of cool. And then you ride the polar bear around your farm. Yeah. It's kind of... I'm digging it. I'm I'm intrigued I, I'm by this. The, the farming like plays into the monster stuff. Yeah, uh, a little bit more. So I want to yeah. I want to see that. This this is a cool idea. Yeah, I mean An like Monster Rancher. Tech. I imagine did something similar, but this is like the Pokemon aspect of it makes it way cooler. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So I'm I will look forward to Alex's viewpoints possibly <laughs> at some point yes. in the future. The demo is out now for free, so try that out on Steam. But it will be Monster Harvest is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 19th. Also on the 19th is the next game in the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series with Final Fantasy IV, releasing on PC and mobile devices on August 19th. It will probably know. still have shitty font, but I will still be able to help you with uh, making the font better. So it's exactly. Final Fantasy IV. You can be Cecil the, the, the Dark Knight turned Paladin, or the Paladin turned Dark no, it, yeah, I was right the first time. Dark Knight turned Paladin, and tell us, and you'll you'll meet some spoony bards. It'll be fantastic. Four gets overshadowed by six, I think, a lot, and it's a great game, and I've never mm -hmm. finished it, much like many <laughs> of the early Final <laughs> Fantasy games. But I like Cecil a lot, and you should play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is coming out August nineteenth. Next up, we have King's Bounty Two. Releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC on August 21st. Uh, you play as one of three main hero heroes rescuing and building your personal army in a journey of leadership, survival, and sacrifice. Develop your character and shape their ideals of power, anarchy, order, and finesse. Uh, yeah. Is this like a tactics RPG? I'm I think so. I yeah, I'm, see I'm yeah. seeing grids, so it looks like yeah. it's a... Uh, a, a tactical grid-based herb. I feel like if, I've heard of King's Bounty several times. Yeah. But, yeah, this is the most visual point of reference I've had for it, so. Um, looks cool. Looks high fantasy. You got mages, you got some skelly bros, you got some, mm -hmm. uh, some burning purple demon dudes. So, mm -hmm. yeah, looks kind of cool. I've heard some good things about King's Bounty as well, so I think this will be good, uh, good for the fans of the series, or fans of the first one, anyway. So, King's Bounty 2 is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 24th. Uh, next up, on the 27th, uh, we have Baldo, not to be confused with Balto, the story about the uh, the wolf dog, <laughs> I was uh, Balto would get who, uh, who saves uh, Alaska by running the Identorod or something. Yeah, the entire um, state. Yep. <laughs> uh, is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC on August 
27th. Now this is a, the visual style almost reminds me of like a cross of like a Nino Cooney and a Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, sure. This looks great. Yeah. I forgot about this game. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this looks great. And then I just completely forgot about it. And now mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is coming out soon. That's great. Uh, yeah, kind of getting some, some Zelda-y vibes. Looks kind of cool. Sure. Uh, you, yeah. F collect objects and fight through dungeons and get new weapons and talk to some owls, apparently, because you're the guardian of owls. Um, yeah. But no, it, it looks kind of cool. I'm, yeah, I'm digging this it. this really cool, actually. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm digging it. This will, I, I may report back on this as well. Good. I only I, only after I've finished twenty tra Trails of Cold Steel games. Yeah, you still have about three hundred hours left. So yeah, I know I got a lot of work to do. But I I gotta say, dude, I'm incredibly impressed with how you're going through Cold Steel I, One I, and Two. I burned through that first game. I was like, I needed some comfort food, and boy, is that game like two full scoops, man. Holy yeah, crap. dude. Yep. It is, it is a warm blanket when you need one. The only thing that was like, I, every time I had like died four times in a row on a boss and had to like keep retrying and making it easier because I couldn't change mm -hmm. my gear. Those are the only times where I was like it's burning me. Uh, yeah. So I couldn't love it like wholeheartedly but I was uh, I was fully in. Yep. So yeah. It, it reminded me of when I played the first Danganronpa and I like mm -hmm. bleary eyed played that nonstop for like four days straight. That was basically what I did with Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, it's like music to my heart strings. I know. I, I, I figured it. you would enjoy that. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Baldo is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and I'm PC. I'm full in on Baldo. Yeah. Look forward to hearing at some point Alex coming back and uh, letting us know how it is. Uh, mm -hmm. But right now, uh, yep, there's no demo, but it is coming out soon, so you won't have long to wait. Uh, August 27th. Next up, we have New World by Amazon releasing on PC. That's August 31st. That's their big uh, MMORPG that is apparently maybe killing super pricey graphics cards yeah uh, apparently i hear it's cool um it's amazon's mmo if um i would recommend question marks on this one yeah uh if it looks Proceed like with caution is what i'm going to say i would say <laughs> if it's looking like a game you want to play i would say play it soon because with yep. amazon games track record it will be shut down uh by the end of this year yeah could be gone by december you don't even know you never know you never know but uh no it's got like this uh settlement kind of um colonialism-esque vibe to it with the, the new world um and it's an mmo so yeah i don't know i like it's always this is what a, a hard game to put out in 2021 like i, I don't yeah. i don't know how this is gonna buy anybody's time but we'll see how it does especially against Final Fantasy fourteen, I think yeah. it's like in That's their like, new Endwalkers. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's taking over the world right now. So if um, it hadn't already, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming out uh, for the people that are looking forward to it. Um, for the so, people that have already finished all the Final Fantasy fourteen content and like need something to do until October, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go play Trails of Cold Steel, but. Yeah. If you've already also beaten Cold Steel, the Cold Steel and Trails in the Sky games and stuff, uh, and have replayed them already, then, I, then yeah, maybe uh, check out New World. Why not? Let us know how it sure. is. Are, is uh, Tony and Scott jumping on the, 
the new world Tony, train. Tony played one of the betas and and he he said parts of it were cool and parts of it were not cool. So I think he's committed to at least giving it a shot. So I, okay. I'm excited to hear what he thinks. Yeah, uh, I'll Scott be. will probably play with him. So yeah. um, I will be anxious. To, yeah, if what what folks think of it, like uh, they play like every MMO that comes out. So listen to IPP when it comes out. Definitely. Um, so yeah, give that a listen towards the probably September at that point. Yeah, coming out the August thirty first. September. Um, but yes, that's New World releasing on PC August thirty first. Next, we have Beyond Mankind, The Awakening, releasing also on PC August 31st. Uh, this is a um, action RPG, like a first-person shooter action RPG, post-apocalyptic sci-fi game. Looks interesting. This, yeah, this... Oh, God, what was it? Uh, Hellgate? Hellgate, London, sure, but I was thinking of the, the, the U.S. post-apocalyptic, like ones but oh, I get, I, yeah that, that would be more like Fallout or something I guess this is like very post-apocalyptic and space. space space in one of these shots though yeah you got you're fighting space ants and, and some of these and space zombies there's a lot going on here and then you're like in an old timey mansion it has like that Half-Life 1 look to it in some ways Half-Life 2 look to it to yeah yeah and you have to balance your hunger and thirst, apparently, as well. I'm um, curious, like, what going in and out of space is like. That Are you just, like, loading into a ship or whatever, or is it something else? Yeah, it takes place in 2121. Um, optimistic, I love it. In, in, interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, uh, what's going on here? It, 3D inventory management as a key feature confuses me a bit. Yeah. I don't know that's... why that's a key feature, but hey, you know, if it's cool, it's cool, you know. Live your life. Live your truth. I guess they mean, like, you're managing your camp, so it, like you, you have, like, a space that you're organizing. People like that. I like that kind of stuff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Create your character based on DNA and culture selection. Wow. Okay. This is truly the post-apocalyptic world where you are fully choosing your genetics. Yeah. I I'm I'm intrigued. Uh one of the the uh images that are currently on Steam, you're speaking with Hope 280 uh or you're speaking to a child and they're like Hope 280, I've spoken with him a couple times and he seems nice. Um and you can persuade him with he looks at me as if I had killed his dog. Surely you know something about that. Or you can intimidate them by saying, "Stop being silly, girl." What happened to him? You can flirt with this child as well, um, telling them, "I just want to say you are very beautiful." Which this week, uh, not a good time to uh, no. do things like that. Um, and then you can just uh, not do much of anything and just say, "Then I'll just have to try to get to know him better." So, yeah, yeah. What is going on in this game? I don't know what's going on. Um, if someone could try it out and let me know, I'd be interested to hear about it. Uh, but that is Beyond Mankind: The Awakening, uh, releasing on August thirty-first by Bright Brighton Walda Games. That's the developer. So cool. Cool. Uh, get to mixing that DNA and yeah. managing your inventory. 
Choose your genetics, I guess. Yep, choose your genetics. Uh, next up, we have Soul Nomad and the World Eaters releasing on uh, PC on August 31st. This was... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is just a member... This is part of the uh, Pretty Presents NIS colla uh, collections, I believe. Yes, okay. this is um, just one of the games that's included with uh, Phantom Brave, which also releases... Uh, it's an old PS2 game... Uh, yeah, they're cool. Uh, it's kind of got revamped graphics. I never ended up playing these games back in the day. I wasn't playing much NIS games back in the PS2 game or PS2 era that wasn't Disgaea. But yeah, I'm kind of excited about this printing collection. I hope they do more. I yeah, it's do. a cool idea at the very least. Um, so yeah, Soul Nomad and uh, Phantom Brave. Or well, Phantom Brave's been out, but. Soul Nomad, the World Eaters, will be returning to Steam and uh, Switch on August 31st in North America and September 3rd uh, in the EU. And finally, uh, the last game this month we have uh, releasing on the PS4 and Xbox One on August 31st, Crown Trick. I feel like we've talked about this Maybe when it was entering early access a previous month, because I recognize these screens. Okay. Let me see. Let me pull it up. I'm. I feel like we've we've looked at this. It could be finally coming into its own, coming out of early access. Yeah. Oh, it's it's because it's releasing on console. That's why. Got it. We talked that about this cool. back in October. Still looks fantastic. Still love the art style, kind of the dungeony uh, tile-based combat. Looks very good. Um, go back and listen to our October 2020 syllabus to find out oh, what we yeah. thought back then. But now it'll yeah, be on consoles. Cool. I'm glad this is coming out to consoles. Yeah. Uh, it's got a pretty good Metacritic score. It's got Metacritic of 83. It's sitting at a mostly positive and very positive on Steam. Uh, so yeah, give it a check out now on PS4 and Xbox One or uh, snag it on PC. That's on the, what, 31st, right? Yeah. Cool. Yep. But... That is going to do it for another Syllabus episode. Alex, thank you so much for joining and nerding out with me today. Hell yeah, man. Finally got all this Cold Steel stuff off my chest. And I was being I was being nice because I could literally do an entire, like, two-hour Oh, I'm sure. We talked it. about maybe um, doing it, you know. Uh, I get it. I think we might be able to... I mean, we might save that for once you beat four. Uh, doing yeah, a, there could be, like, a, a, series, like a retrospective. Yeah. A, a series deep dive. But, uh, but yeah. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, sir, for, for hanging out as always. Of course, of course. But where can people find you on the internet? What do you have cooking? Uh, go ahead and tell this, the wonderful people. Uh, usual stuff. Alfighter27 for, for me and all the things. You know, uh, I'm I'm hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I want to start doing some some streaming stuff more. But And, and maybe I'll, I'll wrap my, my trails of Cold Steel stuff in some of that's people can some people can experience the weirdness that is trails of cold steel um but uh that, that's generally it just check out irrational passions podcast uh to look for it on the apple podcast uh every other week coming to you uh what about you scott um but yes you can of course always find me on twitter at solid snake 120 you can also catch me here oh completely forgot big announcement with rpg university everybody we are going weekly 
yes, RPG University is going to start going weekly this month. So that means you will get four episodes, well, I guess five episodes technically each month, including the syllabus. Two episodes focusing all on our, er, RPG video games and two focusing on tabletop RPG stuff. Nice. So very, very excited about that. Um, we got some uh, wonderful, I'm getting some wonderful help from a wonderful Matt Clements Jr. In, to help nice. me edit these episodes so I can focus on recording episodes and talking to cool people. So welcome, Matt. Great to have you. Um, and yeah, so I look forward to expanding and uh, hearing all your guys's guys, gals, and all in between thoughts going forward. But yes, we are going weekly now so look forward to that every thursday going forward so hell yeah but yeah so that's the big news but for everyone else that's listened thank you so much for sticking with us to the end i very much appreciate it if you have an rpg you would like us to talk about or feature on an episode tweet at irrational pod with the hashtag rpg you with what that game is or share your favorite rpgs or favorite rpg memories directly with me on twitter at solid snake 120 as always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed.